0: This is the Sibling Library podcast. You will know when to start listening when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now.
1: Welcome to Sibling Library, the podcast where we read, share, and repeat. I'm your host today. My name's Megan, and I'm joined by my sisters, Katie and Julia. Hello. So. <laughs> and we're all so excited to be here. We are <laughs> uh, it is September. It just I where where did twenty twenty three go? I don't know. I, my down the drain. It it has just flown by. Down the drain.
2: We've had worse years,
1: but it has gone by really fast. Yeah. Um, so today we are going to just we're getting vulnerable and talking about some book things that uh you know we haven't really prepared for this episode in regards to like prepping answers ahead of time it's gonna be a lot of off the cuff at least I didn't did either of you very minimally so not a bit good luck to you all okay well <laughs> <laughs> should be a fun one <laughs> um, but before yeah, before we get into those questions, we are going to uh, do just a little whip around, talk about some books, or just, I think, I only brought one. I I, I don't know if you guys brought more than one, but books. <laughs> I didn't bring anything. Okay, well, you'll go last. Um, <laughs> books that surprised us in some way, or... That's the way I interpreted the question. How did I, Katie? You, yeah, and Julia. You I have an that. answer
2: for you if you want to take it. Um, so I'll I'll pitch it over to you in a second. But Great. The reason I added this as a question was because I encounter. I picked up a book on a whim, really not expecting it to be anything much, and it wound up kind of not. I wouldn't say blowing my mind, but really surprising me with its content and I thought it would be an interesting thing to share you know with with the two of you if you either of you had picked something up like that either expecting one thing getting another or underestimating a book it, 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 you can use the the term surprise in in any way that you you want to interpret it
1: cool did you want to start us off or do you want me um, to start us off
2: since it was my question, I guess it's fair if I start, unless you have a strong desire to go first. Alright, so the book that kind of surprised me is one that I'd never heard before. I I heard of before. Um I picked it up at my local little free library that's on my my walking route. And I just happened to see it. There's like a glass window in the the little free library, it's a little, you know, house replica. And the thing that struck me first was the image. The there's a little girl on the cover, and the picture of her, not so much in the facial structure, but her hair reminded me of Julia when Julia was little, like when her bangs were growing out after she'd chopped them off, and you know, just like little little girl hair, you know. <laughs> um, so it made me think of of Julia, and then I saw the title, and it was called That Crazy April. And all three of us were born in April, so I was like, oh, I feel like I, I feel compelled to grab this book." Um, So I, I read it in between a couple of of longer um, books that I'd, I'd read, just as a like, oh, "I'll see what this is about, and I'll, I'll put it back when I'm done." And it's the author is Lila Pearl, um, and I was surprised at the age of it. It was actually written in the 70s or published in the 70s, so it was right. Around the the women's lib movement, and um, it was about a little girl who was trying to navigate a world where her mother's views, who was who, who was very involved and active in, in the women's lib movement, uh, was kind of contrary to the beliefs of her her friends at school, her teachers, and she was really having to kind of grapple with. Where did she belong in this? And and was her mom right or was everyone else right? And it was it it really kind of made you think, especially thinking about when it was written to, and it was it was very accessible to a child. So I, th- I thought it was really interesting to to read as an adult and think about if I was a kid, what would I think of this? And it just it was much more thought provoking than I expected it to be.
1: Very nice. Um, the book that I want to mention is, uh, called Wish You Were Here by Jody Picoult. Um, a friend loaned it to me, and before I started reading it, she was like, I didn't like this. I want to see what you think of this. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> That's always a great way to go
2: into um, a book.
1: The only thing she told me was that it takes place at, like, the very beginning of COVID. So I that, that's kind of what I was expecting. I was expecting the book to be totally just about the pandemic. And, I mean, while it was, it wasn't in the way that I thought it was. Um, so just basic premise. And I'm not going to tell you, like, it surprised me in that there was a big moment where I was like, <sighs> And I had to put the book down and walk away from it for a little while, which (laughs) I wasn't expecting to happen. So, like, I don't want to give any inclination of what that was because I want that for anyone who reads it, I want to have that same experience. So, just um, I'll tell you what happened.
2: Was that a sound of frustration?
1: Frustration was part of it. Uh, So, was a little bit of relief, a little bit of anger, and I'll I'll leave it at that um it, it it a lot okay. and a lot of just shock and i was not i that that is the last thing i was expecting to happen next um and also i wasn't expecting there to be a big surprise or a big reveal so like i feel I, now now i've let it let it out of the bag that there's there were a layers. big reveal but i mean <laughs> I, you don't I, I won't say when it's coming um so, yeah, so it basically the main character um, is uh, she works for an like an art auction house in, in New York City, and she's dating a long her longtime boyfriend who is a, a doctor. And um, like when the pandemic hits, they had planned to go on vacation to visit the Galapagos Islands and the. And they were planning to go on like March 14th and <clears throat> the pandemic hit and the, the the doctor's boss was basically like, "It it would not be a good look for any of you to take vacation right now, basically. So her boyfriend was like, you go on mm-hmm. without me and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not even going to tell you if she went or if she didn't. Okay.
2: <laughs> can can you tell us if the the big reveal was the reason why your friend didn't like it? Yes. I can. That's why she didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fascinating. I'm intrigued. That was that was yeah. just enough of a tease. Now mm-hmm. I want to know what it's all about. Julia? Julia, did you think of something or do you want me to pitch you what i was thinking you could use
0: why don't you pitch me and then i'll decide
2: (laughs) well this isn't actually a book it was more of an experience and i don't think we've talked about it on the show but it was an author talk that you and i went to at the schultz museum (laughs) that was somewhat surprising (laughs) do we want to delve into that Uh, We can. I have not
0: read that book, but maybe it will surprise me because he was very complimentary of it.
1: (laughs) Which author are you talking about?
0: We went to the Schultz Museum, I want to say back in June.
2: Yeah, it was at least a couple months ago.
0: The Charles Schultz Museum, which is out in Santa Rosa. um. It's all about the creator of Peanuts, uh, Charles Schultz, and they were having a an author talk with Monty Schultz, who is his son. Um, he has written several books, um, but he was there to talk about his newest one called um, Metropolis, which... This was the most wandering, (laughs) not-at-all-planned, catty. Like, less planned (laughs) than this podcast. Just author talk I have ever been to. He just seemed very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Didn't really want to be there through his editor and his editor's son under the bus. Mm (laughs) Whoa. Mm-hmm. And it was just interesting. And then like we stayed to get his book signed and he was super charming and nice. Like when we went up to the table, very chatty. It was, it was like a complete polar opposite to what we had just witnessed in the author talk,
1: (laughs) but it it was bizarre. It was was really bizarre.
2: bizarre.
1: Yeah. I, I, does he have like a, an identical <laughs> twin? I don't Why think do you so. say that? Maybe it was the oh, twin that but came it was different the people.
2: I sorry. Or maybe the twin. A, had a little slow on that take there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I just a got the feel- trap. <laughs> well, they should have switched roles. Maybe I don't know. I, I think no. the I think the the <laughs> one that wound up giving the talk would have been off putting either way. I mean, I don't want to. I don't want to say that it was. I it don't want to entertaining. It, it wound up being very entertaining, but not for the reasons that we would have thought. Um, mm-hmm. Most of these talks that we go to, the authors are very well prepared and ex- excited about their books and, you know, ready to explain their process. Mm-hmm. And he kept like, it almost seemed like he kept ending the, the talk and then he would keep going. And it, it wasn't like it was that long, but it was – you could – like Julie, like you said, Julie, he seemed very uncomfortable um, and not – and maybe that's what it was. He's not comfortable in front of a crowd, but he's better one-on-one with people. Mm-hmm. He could have some anxiety around that. I, I definitely could see that and understand that. It was just so funny because he would say things like and, – and that's all I have to say about that. And then there'd be I this like weird, awkward them. pause, <laughs> and then he'd start something else. Like he he's felt like he of, had to fill the space.
0: Yeah, and he spent a lot of time, I would say between 15 and 20 minutes, just, like, saying how he created this world, but, like, barely changed things from, like, the (laughs) real world. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't even have a for instance, but he was like, oh, they don't have this, but they have this. And we were like, but it's pretty (laughs) much the same.
2: Yeah, yeah. He was explaining how he had to like <laughs> rename things like because it food wasn't our world. Or like yeah, weapons. Like he had to come up with other words.
1: Like they don't have oranges. Right. They have exactly. But like-
2: and he and he was he went on for like a pretty long time about that. Like examples of like in this world, it's called like a hot dog is called a dog hot. Yeah, a, a a a meat tube in a bun. <laughs> like yeah. I, I, you know, like stuff like that and but it was less funny than that like he was just making up words kind of and there was a guy sitting a few row a few <laughs> seats to, to the side of us and he thought everything he was saying at this point was like the funniest thing like he was laughing he was the only one in the in the auditorium say, laughing that's
0: why he kept going on
2: And yeah, it was like totally encouraging him. And And then it became (laughs) funny. Then I started laughing because I was laughing at the guy laughing. I'm an empathetic laugher. I can't (laughs) help it. And Julie was laughing at me laughing. It was domino effect. And it was just so we just like kept looking at each other like this is wild. What is happening?
1: (laughs) Yeah, don't get it. Now, was do you think the guy was laughing because he, yes, honestly I, thought the guy I was funny oh, or he just thought it was fan. so ridiculous? Super fan.
2: Yeah. yeah. Cause he, he came up behind us in line, uh, to get an autograph and he, he like asked, he was like, can you, can you ladies hold my place in line? And we were like, sure. And he stepped out of line so that he could like take all different angled pictures of, <laughs> Of him around the <laughs> signing table. Yeah, it was super adorable. So awkward, so dorky, totally up my alley. It just it just was bizarre in the sense that he didn't seem... Oh, the other thing that was bizarre about it, too, and that I would have expected, is that he would have... Part of his talk would have been about his relationship with his dad, because that was his dad's museum. It, yeah. didn't even mention his father, which...
1: Mm. Maybe. Maybe that's why he was so uncomfortable. There was a big that, elephant in the room think that's for him. But why do it on his I toes? There,
2: yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it was just, mm. it was just strange. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a huge turnout. Um, no. And you know, I also mm. have not read the book. Usually, I walk out of these author talks feeling really compelled and excited about the book and wanting to read it. Do, I didn't do you feel see that way. This
1: <laughs> book, right here. That's it. Yeah? yep is that it yeah is it a novel or oh, I guess it is since he'd created a whole new world
2: <laughs> don't edit that out please you nailed it anyway let's let's move on <laughs> With the
0: vibrato on <laughs> ever that that was weird I have not read the book yeah maybe I will someday it was very weird he's read it Many, many times, he
1: kept telling us. <laughs> yeah. but, well, that's what I hear when authors write books. They he have also to read it many, many, many times. So I don't think editor. that's a unique experience.
0: And there's like six mistakes in it. Oh. And he threw this yep. editor right under the bus. He sure did. Which I did laugh though.
2: Mm-hmm. Yikes. <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: It was interesting
2: and surprising. All right.
1: Cool, well, a couple books to to add to our to-be-reads, as well as uh, I will probably want to go to the next time he comes <laughs> to the museum, um, just to watch that yep. chaos ensue. I'm in. Um, are you guys ready for our our let's get vulnerable section? This is why I'm drinking, yes. Oh, what do you have?
2: I have I was wondering what that was. Empress Indigo Gin. Is it mixed with anything or is that just the color it comes as? Just the color it comes as. Oh. Just just over on the rocks.
1: It's nice. delightful. All right. Well, so for the next section of the show, we're going to just just chat. Um, we pulled when Katie and I both read, uh, the Dictionary of Lost Words. Katie read the interview with the author in the back. Um, the author's name is Pip Williams and she really liked the questions that were posed by the interview interviewer Daryl Maxwell. Um, if you're interested in reading the interview between, uh, the interview of pip williams um it was originally published um in the lapl i'm assuming that's los angeles public library i'm not entirely sure though um it's Mm -hmm. published as the april 19th blog post for the lapl blog um so it's also printed in the back of the dictionary of lost words at least the paperback Okay, so we're gonna go through some of those questions. Um, I'll kind of facilitate if I feel like we've already answered something. We'll skip something. Um, we also pulled out the questions that we felt were kind of ones that related to us that might be interesting for our listeners to to get to know us a little bit better. Um, so the first question is: What book or books is or are currently on your nightstand? What do you what do you have in like your Immediate, immediate to be read pile, or currently reading, or both.
2: I have nightstand. a a proverbial nightstand. Uh, the books that I'm reading are scattered throughout my living area, um, but I'll I'll list those out. So I have um, the I have Kane's Jawbone still open to the page I left off at, which was probably the page we talked about the last time we talked about Kane's Jawbone. I have not revisited it. I'm like 30 pages in. Um, I have various single-issue comics actually on my literal nightstand of some of the the comic book uh, lines that I subscribe to, including Monstrous, um, Something's Killing the Children, and... Uh, House of Savage, which is also part of the Something's Killing the Children universe. Um, I have A Passage to India, which is my next thing on the docket. Um, And I have Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, both the illustrated version and the regular version so that I can read it in the tub because the illustrated version is hefty. I think that's it.
1: Nice. Julia?
0: Gamora Nebula, Sisters in Arms by Mackenzie Lee. Trying to finish that one up. Um, Like Katie, I also have a bunch of single issues of comics, including Hairball, which is a horror... Uh, comic book series about a cat. haven't heard of this cat.
2: one. Are you actually reading it?
0: It's pretty... Yeah, I think it's only supposed to be four issues. I don't know if they've all come out yet or not. Yeah, I've got Groot. I have Maleficent. And I think those are the only ones that I'm trying to kind of stay current with, and I'm <laughs> failing miserably. Um, I also have um Melissa by. I have to look up the author. Melissa Joan Hart. That's what I was hoping. No. Melissa McCarthy. Um, sh- I no. I have read we Melissa Joan about it Hart's on the show. book.
2: The audio version specifically.
0: I don't know if we have. It was a long. No, that was that's she actually oh, wrote a like memoir. A... That was you're okay, thinking of so the that was, Clarissa yeah, yeah, explains yeah. it all book. Um, I have Melissa by Alex Gino. Um, it was previ- previously called George, um, but it is now called Melissa because I believe it is about a gonna trans say. character.
2: Yeah. That's cool.
0: Um, so how I've did heard like, about they that originally one, published and, um, it
1: as Melissa or the name is Melissa formerly? It
0: was originally published huh. as George, but it is now the newly published ones that's are called brilliant. Melissa.
1: That's very, That's very interesting. Yeah. That's also very confusing um, and kind of meta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I also, if we're going to count audiobooks. Which we are. It's the proverbial nightstand. Mm-hmm. I, If we're going to be super honest... I am planning on listening to Rated X, How Porn Liberated Me from Hollywood, by I Maitland Ward, could see who played Rachel Green <laughs> on Boy Meets World. That's Friends. Was her name Rachel Green? That is Friends.
1: Rachel, what was her name? Rachel, was Rachel. Green was Friends. Did yeah. she have a last name? The redhead. She played Rachel. What was the one, the redheaded? I'm going to need you to come back and talk about that book when you finish it. Love triangle.
0: Love triangle between Eric and Will and Jack. (laughs) We're getting all the names wrong. (laughs) Um, But she, (laughs) yeah, I every single ding dang one. I decided to listen to this because
1: she. Was she on the
0: Vulnerable Podcast with Christy Carlson Armando? Yeah. The Vulnerable Podcast. Um, and I thought she um I was interested in her story from that. Um, I also have Ander and Santi were here, uh, by Johnny Garza Villa. And then the last one that I have on my to be red pile for right now is The House in the Pines, um, by Anna Reyes.
1: That is also on Chris's to be read pile. I might have um told him that he needed to uh abandon for the it's moment what is he was reading, right was now, reading and sorry, Katie. The the first the first volume of uh his dark dark materials, but he only got like two chapters in and then kinda stopped reading. Whereas this if he doesn't like blow through it really quickly i'll just tell him to to give it up cuz th- it's a really You've quick been... read um i guess i got to read it i'm excited it i'll be excited for you to and i i, tell picked, me that, I about picked that i picked that
0: because you um made it your your test drive <laughs> book club book on fable in fable is there a long hold list for it at the yeah. library i did it depends on the library
1: Okay. Yeah, when I put it on hold, I got it almost immediately I'll check uh, it out. through Solano County. Um, you can also yeah, look so, at Libby, yeah.
0: too. I'm going to listen to it.
1: <laughs> Ooh, listening to it might be fun. Um Is that your your whole? You don't have anything else you want to add to that? It was so little. Like being sarcastic. I was like, "Eh." she's being sarcastic. I'm
2: like concerned about the length of this podcast, (laughs) and that's usually not me. I'm usually the long-winded one.
1: (laughs) Uh, Um. So on my nightstand, I am so close to finishing the amber spyglass which is the third and final installment of the His Dark Materials series by Philip Pullman. Um, Like, I have three chapters left, so I'll either finish it tonight or tomorrow, probably. Um, And then on my my physical to-be-read pile, like the books that I actually have in possession from the library, um, that I will be reading next, not necessarily in this order. Um, Mm -hmm. I have West with giraffes by Linda Rutledge, um, which I found in like recommended books on the library website. And one of the challenges for, uh, the Solano County 2023, um, Reading challenge is to read a book with your favorite animal. So, you know, I love giraffes. Um, so we that, do. that kind of caught my eye for that. And it's a historical fiction set in the Great Depression, I think right before World War II breaks out about two giraffes who successfully crossed the Atlantic Ocean in a hurricane. And it's based on a true story. So, sounds fascinating. Huh. Um, then I also have, and bear with me for a second because I want to get the author. The author names um i also have the inheritance games um which is a series i think a trilogy i'm not 100 sure but i I think it's a trilogy um by jennifer lynn barnes um it's the the first in that series and the i haven't read many descriptions about it but the descriptions make it sound like it's a combination of the movie clue which we all love and the book the westing game um, which I'm blanking on that author as well, which I really enjoyed. I know Julia, you enjoyed that one. Katie, have you read that one? I have not read that one. It's a good one. It's a classic. Um they but, but they're all like locked door mystery type things, I think. Um And then the last book that I want to mention that I have in physical I have I have it physically ready. Um, is Marilla of Green Gables by Sarah McCoy, which Julia referenced in our last episode.
2: Well, I think we always give each other nightstand envy because that's what I'm feeling right now. Everything you're reading, I want to be reading. <laughs> is what I <laughs> meant by that. <laughs>
1: you give me blank stares. <laughs> when 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 you listen when we listen back to this episode, like once it gets published, we should all just have our Goodreads open and Just add things to our to-be-read. Yep. Yep. Did anybody have anything else they wanted to add to that one? Negative. Can you name your top, either favorite or most influential authors? I know what Julia's is. Ooh, maybe that's what we should do. Try to guess each other's. Let's do that. That makes it more fun. Let's start <laughs> with Katie Megan. Stephen <laughs> King. Okay. That's all that didn't even come to my mind. <laughs> J- JK Rowling at one point. Yeah. Mm,
2: yeah, I wouldn't classify her as that anymore, even though I still love a portion of her work. But yeah, I probably would have listed Stephen King.
1: Um, maybe C.S. Lewis, Not author of Narnia.
0: Hmm.
2: No, <laughs> no, I would. That wouldn't <laughs> have come to mind. But that's a, you know, I, I've definitely read and enjoyed mm. those books. How about graphic well, novel I don't creator? Remember anybody's names?
1: Oh. The... Lemire. Something Lemire Yang.
2: Jeff Lemire is, is definitely my favorite comic book creator. Oh, is that is that Squirrel Girl? Nope. That's Ryan North. Is <laughs> that Princeless? Um, nope. <laughs> that's Jeremy Whitley. I love them too. But <laughs> uh, Jeff Lemire is... He does more... Um, sci-fi. Oh, he does a lot of different kinds of stuff. But he, he wrote Sweet Tooth. He wrote Descender. Um... He did a run of Moon Knight. He's he's done a lot of like, uh, um. I don't want to call them bi uh, autobiographical, but some of it is like stuff from his life. Um, so things like he's written like Royal City. Um, I don't know, but probably his most most well known is Sweet Tooth because that was adapted to a Netflix series. But I love everything he almost every there's one book he wrote that made me mad. It was so terrible. He did he no, he didn't okay. do, never mind. Yeah, no. But I do also appreciate Ryan North and, and Jeremy Whitley's work. Nice. So yeah, that would be that would probably be my list. Um I can't think of any other I mean there's there's so many other great authors, but in terms of the the ones that are you know, the ones that I, throughout my life I've gravitated towards. I haven't read a Stephen King book in forever. Um, I feel like that's something I need to revisit just to kind of see, is it still something I enjoy? But um, I read a ton of his stuff earlier in my life. So who are we guessing next?
1: Julia. Just because I have one in mind and I'm wondering if Katie is thinking the same one. Let's do it on three. Sure. One, two. Three. Sophie Kinsella. <laughs> Sophie Kinsella
0: duh was that it was duh. that the was I'm that it more, but I can't think of anything mm.
1: Can you think of anything else? What's the the name of the composite author that does the Nancy Drew books like who, who gets credit Keen. for
2: those? Carolyn Keene but I right? because that's not
1: an actual person, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it's like a bunch of people, right? Yeah. What about um what is his name? Mark Brown? Uh I
0: don't For know Arthur? if I would I hmm. didn't read a lot of Arthur books. I watched the show, so I don't know.
2: But he created yeah. the show too, didn't he? I don't, he I, would,
1: I don't know if I would I don't
0: know if I would classify him as like an influential
1: author. What about the Bernstein Bear is, author. Is a uh, husband and wife. There was for that? The Bernsteins. Ah. Um.
0: Huh. Yeah. I definitely, definitely, definitely loved the Bernstein Bears. Um.
2: <laughs> trying to think. Ah. Uh, this is what we get when we haven't prepared <laughs>
1: a lot of um, thinking, um, thinking, um, thinking um, noises. <laughs> well, who do you guys think <clears throat> my favorite author well, at one or point
0: it would have are? been
2: um, J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bruce Coville, definitely, I would say for Unifor- Unicorn Chronicles and who, who one wrote the even more Sisterhood?
1: Obvious. I'm blanking. Of the Traveling Pants. Of the traveling pants. Oh, Anne Brashears. I didn't even think of her. But yeah, she's a good one. I was thinking of the you've read a lot of her stuff lately. I think, I think um, that's not who she's thinking what,
2: of. Colleen Hoover? Colleen Hoover, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, she's probably a favorite author. I think the one I'm thinking of right now is like influential, maybe. Favorite and influential. And I can't believe that, that this author is not the first <laughs> one you guys came up Harder with. Harder than it looks.
2: It is. Do you Fiction or nonfiction? Fiction. Wait, you- wait. 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 Wait.
1: Wait. 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 <laughs> wait. <laughs> nope. Wait. <laughs> Roald Dahl. Uh, what the? Oh, doy. Roald Dahl. It was so obvious. Yeah.
2: We've we've talked a bit about it him.
1: Was too ob- it Just was a little too bit. obvious. Just you remember bit. Roald Dahl?
2: I think we should. I think for our December episode, we should wonk out on Wonka.
1: Okay. All right. Anybody want to <laughs> add anything else to that? Mean. You're both so mean. <laughs> okay. Let's. I feel like my get, list of topics um, is terrible. okay Austin. I do not feel like mine was great either. <laughs> well mark twain
2: we're being honest and vulnerable today so <laughs> edgar Allan who we're not that kind of that kind of literary podcast we we read stuff that is i don't know
1: that we actually popular. authentically enjoy
2: yeah and that's not to say people of today well, can't actually like to authentically add,
0: enjoy um, the classics Montgomery, but because i really did love the anne of green gables books oh yeah
1: Good call. I don't think I ever actually I read the whole series.
0: Haven't finished the whole series. There's I read the first one. One of them multiple that's like times, in the but... middle that is kind of weird. Katie, I feel like you read the whole box set that we have.
2: Maybe I not um, there's I, I don't one, know. and I don't remember which don't one it I is. Did. That
0: it's just like letters. It's not even like a whole story. It was kind of weird. Never mind. But yeah. Anne of Green oh. Gables is amazing. I love that
2: book. Yeah, a couple other authors I can think of where I've intentionally gone back and read other stuff that they did because I really liked them were um, Isabel Allende and uh, Orson Scott Card. Those are two others I can like honorable mentions. I'll, I'll throw in there for Ray myself. You were a brave
0: Bradbury kick for Those a while too, ones. weren't you?
2: Um, I haven't read a ton, but yeah, I mean, I, I read a, a handful of his. Anyway. But I, but I didn't, that didn't come yeah. to mind. So clearly it didn't, it didn't resonate or stick with me.
1: Okay. We're going to get oh, a little geez. spicy for the next one. Maybe. I, I don't know. Um, was there a book when, that you were reading as an adolescent that you felt you needed to hide from mom and dad?
2: No. No. I mean, they saw me reading Stephen King. Did Didn't you read like VC Andrews? Get much worse than that. Pretty early too. That that was the only the other one that came to mind. But they knew I was reading that. I wasn't. I mean, what book think, was it?
0: Uh, Flowers in Just the a Attic. Slight case of incest, mm. among other
2: traumatic things. Uh, yeah, hella incest. Um, it was, and I think when I, I'm sure mom and dad didn't know what that book was about um, when I was reading it. But yeah, I think when when I got to some of that that content matter, I was like, (laughs) hmm, maybe I shouldn't tell mom and dad what this is about
1: (laughs) because I want to finish it. Yeah. I had, um, I read um, Go Ask Alice in middle school and I don't think I hid it from mom and dad, but I also was very conscious of like, if they were walking by, I would like, (laughs) <laughs> close the book or go to a, a different page if there was something questionable on the page no, i was I, reading I and
0: never felt the need yeah. to hide anything but like by the time that i was reading stuff like that i would have been an adult and it wouldn't have mattered anyway so plus mom and yeah. dad not that they didn't care I, but
1: they weren't you know, gonna just go pick they, up they weren't the book they weren't policing we were reading and start reading yeah. it no, they were letting really us yet. become our own readers. They sure were, and look where it got us—a <laughs> a whole podcast, a whole <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um. Okay. What was your favorite book when you were a child?
2: Like Katie? child, child. Like I mean, the first one that comes to mind for me is Matilda. I remember adoring that book. Um. Prior to that it was probably Gwynna we've talked about both of those books on the show we have we've had episodes devoted to those two books so and I think that's why we made them episodes because they were so beloved as for me as as a child I know that uh, you two didn't read Gwynna but Matilda was at the top of your lists as well
1: something that um our last podcast uh sparked me to remember, um, because I, I was kind of thinking about where did my journey with historical fiction start, specifically my journey with, um, World War Two related historical fiction, and I read Number the Stars by Lois Lowry, um, in like, I don't know, third or fourth grade, and that's the first book that I remember, like, really wanting to reread, um, first chapter book anyway, that I really remember wanting to reread, um, so yeah, I, I, I mean, among among others that I loved so much that we've talked about multiple times on this podcast, but I remember uh, that I don't think I've mentioned Number of the Stars before, and that's a, a fantastic one that now that I'm talking about it, I want to go reread. <laughs> Julia? Yeah. Um, I don't think I've talked
0: about this one on the show. Maybe I have. I don't remember, but my one of my favorite books when I was little... Um, it's called Maddie and Cataragus by Dennis oh, yeah. Kite. And it's just a real cute picture book. I don't know if you can see that. Does that look yeah. familiar?
1: Yeah. I was yeah, going to say oh, that was oops, an Easter like, Bunny book. Right. I was going to say, is that an Easter book? It might have
0: been an Easter book. Pretty sure it was. I think it was. It, I think it was. Um, Easter Bunny brought us good books. Um, mm-hmm. And I just loved that book. That was one that I didn't want to share with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um And it's about, um, as far as I can remember, and help me out if you remember it better, um, but it's about Cataracus. He's very shy, and he just really wants to be Maddie's friend. And the whole book, he's trying to befriend her. And it's just really cute.
1: that's
2: so sweet. Does that sound sound right? It sounds like something you would gravitate to, but as you said, you didn't share it, so I don't think about it. <laughs> you, you read it yeah i don't I'm sure I, I don't did, remember sheesh.
1: the story i, I, I vaguely remember the cover of that one I, I don't know if i ever read that one either i would be curious well, for you to to reread that one should, and we see should if go the- down what
0: we should do is we should pull out all of those old books from when we were little and we should each pick a few and share future pod idea i like it i All i would books be that are no longer in print
1: <laughs> i would be curious if you were to reread that specific one now and see if 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 his strategies still hold up or if they would be considered uh inappropriate these days <laughs> God,
2: a little, little stocky yeah a little stalkery
1: i mean I, I have no idea what strategies he used because like i said i Like like Katie said, I don't know that I've to read it. Rat at
0: one point. That sounds traumatizing. Giant rat.
2: Oh. That's an interesting tactic. Yeah, I don't remember that.
0: Like it does. None of none of it works until he's just himself.
2: Right, which is I'm sure the moral.
1: Yeah. Be yourself. Moving on, um, what is a book that you've faked reading?
0: <laughs> what?
1: I don't think I've ever faked reading a book in my life. Oh come on! In school, you've never had assigned reading and not done the assigned reading and I, showed up. Oh and come on! Like Who are you talking to? Reading?
0: Not if it was like a novel there i didn't always read i it. didn't textbooks. specify it was novel you think i'm going to remember the names of textbooks <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, god no
0: if i didn't read it then i'm not reading it now
2: <laughs> um aside know. from
0: yeah aside from textbooks no i never faked reading a novel cuz i was way too scared i'd get called on in
1: class Yeah, I feel like in my um, career, in my English uh, major in college, I don't know that there was a whole lot that I did read. (laughs) (laughs) Except for the poetry, because it was short, but like, they gave us so much assigned reading that it was like... I don't have time for this. I'm also an athlete, and uh, hopefully they don't. Uh, Yeah, hopefully one of our. I didn't know. I mean, yes, but no, that wasn't that wasn't the main reason. It was mostly softball. Um, So if something didn't really catch my interest, uh, which a lot of it was, like. Like, Last of the Mohicans type stuff, Jewel. Oh,
0: dear Uh -uh, uh -uh. Lord. And I didn't
1: fake read that either. I read it. I just didn't get it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it it was like, a a lot of it was probably a lot better quality writing than that. But um, it was all from, like, that time period. So, not all of it, but most of it. Because we had to, you know, we started at... I'll leave it at that. The beginning of words... Yeah, hopefully one of our dozens of listeners isn't like the dean of St. Uh, I won't even you say the name degree, of the college. They can't, they can't take it away. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> no, they, they don't revoke my, my English <laughs> You don't degree. need it now anyway. <laughs> That's true.
2: <laughs> Nothing, Kate? Uh, I got to get something off my chest.
0: <gasps> Watership Down. You never read it.
2: Oh, I've read that twice. Please. <laughs> I, you both gave me credit for reading it, and I kind of let you. (laughs) Um, Back in episode two, I'm I'm pretty sure, which was the book, the episode where we did like our favorite movie adaptations, and I brought up Little Women, and Julia asked me, like, did you actually read that book, Katie? And I was like, I don't know. And you both were like, you must have, you must have. I was like, yeah, I must have. I don't think I did. Pretty sure, didn't. <laughs> well, I didn't.
1: Well, I've read it. I haven't read it either. I said that on our last episode that I haven't read it either.
2: Yeah, you just but recently I didn't read pretend. it though, right, Julia? Because at uh, the time yeah. you said you hadn't read it.
0: Yeah, I listened to it. Nice. Since then,
2: yeah. Well, I, I, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did not read it. Have
1: Truth bomb. Ever,
0: have you ever just read the Cliff's Notes of something?
2: I feel like I've done that once. I I can't remember what the book was. Uh, but I think it was for a similar reason. Like I just I was I'd procrastinated and I was not gonna have time to get through it all. But the Cliff's notes didn't help me either. I, I but I can't remember what the book was.
0: You know what the Cliff's notes are helpful. See, I didn't pretend to read this. I just needed help deciphering it. I think it was it was a Shakespeare. I think it was for it was either Macbeth or Hamlet.
2: And it might have been I Shakespeare read, for me too.
0: I read whichever part was assigned and I needed to write like a summary about it and I wasn't exactly sure what happened, so I also read the <laughs> Cliff's notes and my teacher was like, This is excellent work. I was like, <laughs> I'll let my friend Cliff know. <laughs> I didn't say that, but I was like, "Yeah." Because going into that assignment, she's like, I will know if you just read the notes." It's like, will you?
1: Will you know?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Empty threats.
1: Nice. All right. Um, Can you name a book that you've bought or impulse checked out from the library based on the cover? Hmm.
2: I mean, the book I just mentioned... Um, that crazy April I picked up just by virtue of the cover and thinking it that it reminded me of the two of you for different reasons. Um, and that worked out well. Uh, a book that I checked out from the library based on appearance was Monstrous, and I still subscribe to that comic book series. Uh, the art is beautiful. Um, that's all I can think of.
1: I do a lot of judging books by covers. Um, the first one that comes to mind for me, um, well, the most recent one is *The House in the Pines*. Um, I saw that on Instagram, and there was like no description of it. And aside from the fact that it's a Reese's <laughs> Reese's not Peanut Butter Cup Reese Witherspoon <laughs> book club um, pick. Uh, that, that was the only other thing I knew about it aside from the, um, the cover. Um, but one that I can think of, and again, there are more than this, but the, another one I can think of is, um, the book Toby Alone by Timothy Bell, which I've mentioned multiple times. The first time I saw it, I was actually in a hotel. I want to say I was traveling for softball in college and they had a little shelf in their front lobby of like, essentially like leave a book, take a book type of a thing, and it was on there. And I so badly wanted to take it, but I didn't have a book to leave, and I'm a compulsive role follower, so I I didn't take it. Um, but I tracked it down and ordered it for myself um, and loved it. So, just based on the cover. Like, I don't, I didn't even read the jacket or anything. Julia?
0: Um, There was a book a long time ago that I... Begged mom to buy me from Costco because I liked the cover, and I think it was this book called The New York Trilogy by Paul Oster, and I hated it. I <sighs> couldn't even get a half page in.
2: That's and something must have been really offensive. I don't know. I think I was to just not get a half for page it. in.
0: Yeah. Okay. I think, no, I actually, I think you're right. I think it did start with with the main character trying to expel a turd. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. He's saying that there must have been something really offensive. You're right. I'm pretty sure that's it. I don't even know if I still have this book in the house. I almost did house. a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, nice so not recommended <laughs>
1: noted do I you still have it find that. i don't know if do you, you don't you should go put that in a free little free library somewhere yeah <laughs> oh goodness um okay
0: i feel like i'm being really offensive in this podcast today
2: this is what happens so. with no prep. You're not. <laughs> what what is a more proper way to say than what you just said than expel a turd? <laughs> like no, how, I think that's how how he could said you it. be? Uh, okay, that's how it, it was stated in the book. But still, it's, <laughs> there are much more offensive ways to.
0: And I'm gonna have to look that up before I, can't I let wait that go through that the podcast. To Chris.
1: Next time I have to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A turd. You're going to get one. You're Very you frow- You're going to get a negative the dimple. Brownie dimple.
1: <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay. Is there a book that changed your life? Or one that made you feel like as you were reading, it was like changing the way you were viewing the world or I don't know something that you felt a deeper connection with than other books
2: well I wouldn't say that I felt a deeper connection with it but the first book that comes to mind for me I don't remember the name of the author but the name of the the book title was skinny bitch uh didn't change my life for the better I I don't blame the author but it was basically a um, a book that promoted uh, veganism um, as a way to be thin. It also talked about you know reasons why you shouldn't eat meat, having to do with um, you know environmental reasons and and animal cruelty and and all of those things, which resonated with me. But at the time, it it uh, – like the title itself like spoke straight to my insecurities and, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, I can't remember – I know I know every, a lot of the stuff in the book that it was saying these are the things not to eat, which was basically anything with animal products in it. Um, I'm sure it also had like here's what you should eat and here's some recipes, but I was in my early 20s. I had not learned to cook yet, so basically what this meant – by me going vegan for 6 months was that I was eating soy milk and cereal three meals a day. I gained weight. I did not lose weight and I have never felt so awful in my life. So, I felt better when I stopped doing that. But again, I I'm not I'm not blaming the author for this. It just the way that it was the titled diet culture. Yeah. Yes, that's a good way to put that. Mm-hmm. So, not in a positive way, but that that changed my life for about 6 months and
1: not in a positive way. Um, So for me, and I don't know if this would still, if I would still consider this a book that changed my life, because I don't really actually remember it, but I just remember as I was reading it, I was feeling like I was thinking about the world in a different light, almost. Um, And it's the book called Ishmael by Daniel Quinn. Um, and I th- believe, again, it's been a long time since I've read it, like, more than a decade ago. Um, I, but if I, I, I believe it's about a gorilla who can talk, um, and he talks to the, the protagonist, like, through his, uh, through his cage at a zoo, and again, I could be getting this wrong, but they have all these philosophical conversations about the creation of, life and evolution and, like, how all different beings have different creation story myths. Um, so, I I just remember reading it and thinking about the world a little bit differently in that, like, yeah, humans, we think that we're, we're running the show, you know, but, like, we might not be the most important species on the planet, um... And again, I could be getting that wrong because it's been so long since I've read it. But I I definitely remember as I was reading that book feeling like a major mind shift change. And looking at Goodreads, it looks like it's actually the first in a series. I had no idea. Ah. So might have to revisit it at some point.
0: (laughs) Um... We've talked about Harry Potter a lot before, but that book really kind of started me on like a consistent reading journey because I read, but I was probably more of a reluctant reader in this group than of a passionate reader. And then I read that book. I was like, "Oh my god, reading's amazing!"
1: So nice. I like it. Good call. Okay, next question. Is there a book that you think everyone should read?
2: I have one. um, How Good People Fight Bias, The Person You Mean to Be by Dolly Chu, C-H-U-G-H. This was one that I really appreciated reading, especially in, um, I mean, the world has always been this way. Um, but I, I think most people want to, to do the right thing. And most people want to be a good person. Um, and this book is really good at helping you find ways to, to do that and to see, um, little opportunities of things that are just, you know, inherent biases that that people have whether it be within yourself or within other people uh, that you can see and and influence in in a certain way um the one of the quotes on the back of the book um this is one of the few things I prepared by the way <laughs> I, just, I grabbed the book but one of the quotes on the back of the book was by Angela Duckworth and she said it really well she says this book is for anyone who thinks of themselves as a pretty decent human being but who knows deep in their heart they could be better a cocktail of stories and science that gets you thinking and more important gets you acting so i I would recommend that for for everyone i think um that that wants to try to just be a little bit better version of themselves
0: nice i'll I would say Everybody Should Read a Series of Unfortunate Events. Oh, good one.
1: We haven't talked about that one a whole lot on this show, I don't think. It's
0: good good for kids. It's good for middle school. It's good for high school. It's good for adults. It's good for
2: everybody.
1: I'm actually not sure if I've finished that series. I know I've read some of them. I'm not 100% sure if I've read the entire series.
2: I definitely finished it all. That's a good point, Julia. I think your answer is actually more in in the spirit of the assignment because i mean i guess you could also interpret it as at some point in your life everyone should read this um but you're giving an example of something that everyone at this moment in time would be it would be accessible to anyone who can read Mm
0: -hmm. and even if you can't read it is a phenomenal listen true because tim curry reads some of them oh as well as Daniel ha- Daniel Handler,
2: a.k.a. Lemony Snicket. That might so, be
1: my next audiobook endeavor. I say, mm-hmm. Sounds like Megan's gonna finish the series. Yep. Yeah. I, I love Tim him He's still alive, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't... Okay. We haven't mm-hmm. lost him yet. <laughs> oh, knock on wood. Yeah. Um, I'm He's gonna a do a little bit of a cop-out here. Um, Dad used to... to um, always say this. Somebody, whenever, or may, he, I don't know, I got this from dad. Whether he was say, saying it to me or to someone else, I don't know, but someone would ask me what my, when, when I was still playing softball, I was a pitcher, someone would ask me what my best pitch was, and he would always say, your next one. Like... Not not rise ball, not screwball. Just the next pitch you're going to throw—that's your best pitch. So I think that everyone should go to their to be read list and read the book that's at the top. That's a good call.
2: We all had very different approaches to that.
1: Yeah,
2: mine was but really just, just couldn't I couldn't think of, something. Think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: <laughs> but it's good advice. Um, so just read, people. Yeah, we've got share one question. And Yes. One question left. What book would you want to read again for the first time? Ender's Game.
0: Tilda.
2: Need to say more.
1: I can't believe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the spot again. <laughs> um, oh, for the first time I would say I- I'm sorry but um Harry Potter. Oh six. no! Don't be sorry. Har- we Harry- can
0: separate yeah. the art yeah. from the. Artist. Okay, thank yeah. you.
1: Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. That is the first book that ever made me cry, and ever since then I haven't stopped. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's the book that changed the your life. Gates. Yeah, <laughs> that's the book that turned my heart of ice into. I, I turned into dad. Love me, dad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, I nostrils are flaring right now. I would love to be reading and experiencing Harry Potter again for the first time Mm -hmm. without the knowledge of all of the stuff around the author, Um, because it it was one of the I think it I'm not speaking alone here. I think it it got me through some stressful times, some hard Mm -hmm. times um, some confusing times. It was always something to look forward to when that series was still being published. Mm-hmm. And there was so much anticipation around it and there was so much speculation. There was so much fun community around it. There still is. Um, you know, the the energy is different now, but um, at the time there was so much like theorizing and fan fiction and all kinds of stuff that just was so cool to to see how much one series of books could spawn creativity in so many other people. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's a very valid uh, selection, Megan. So don't apologize for it.
0: It is. Okay. And it's still something that you can't keep on the shelves of the library. So mm-hmm. it's still speaking to readers today. It's just
1: a masterpiece. Gosh, dang it. It's, it's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, those are all the questions that we had um prepared for today. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to touch on before we say goodbye? I don't think so.
2: I enjoyed this. It was fun. I know we we had a lot of kind of some things that we revisited that we've talked about a lot in prior episodes, but these are the things that that we love and things we that keep us reading. So what it's about
1: mm-hmm. cool all right well until next time let's all read share and repeat goodbye bye goodbye
0: that brings us to a close on this chapter of sibling library thank you for listening until next time let's read
1: share and repeat